Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hey, everyone. Tom Salemi here. This is the OIS Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our guest today is Monty Montoya. Monty is the president and CEO of SightLife Surgical. SightLife Surgical spun out of SightLife, the iBank, two years ago with uh, support from our friends at Flying L. And uh, it's looking to build itself as a leader in the corneal space. Part of those efforts included last month's news that it had acquired the camera inlay from AccuFocus. So we're going to talk to Monty about SightLife Surgical's overall intentions, about its recent moves, and about what's next. He, uh, he suggests that he's, he'll have some news at the upcoming OIS at ASCRS in Washington, D.C. So please enjoy this conversation with Monty. But before I let you go, I did want to remind you about the OIS at ASCRS happening on April 12th in Washington, D.C. In addition to OIS, we will have the OIS Masterclass. It will be held the next day. And uh, because we're in D.C., of course, we're going to be talking about the FDA. So you should join us on April 13th as well at the OIS Masterclass. You can register on OIS.net for both events, and uh, we'd love to see you there. It's at the same hotel, so uh, super simple for you to attend both events. Now let's get into this conversation with Monty Montoya from SightLife Surgical. Monty Montoya, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tom. Thanks for including me. Our pleasure. There's a lot to talk about. SightLife has had a, a lot of uh, change over the last couple of years and uh, closed on a, a recent deal that uh, we certainly want to get into. But before we do, I always like to find out a little bit more about our guests on a, a personal level. And I wonder, how, how did you find your way to, uh, to SightLife initially? You've been there for, for quite a while. Yeah, I've been here for 20-plus uh, years now, and uh, I originally started my uh, career in ophthalmology as a part-time eye bank technician where I was actually removing uh, ocular tissue uh, from cadavers and preparing that tissue for cornea transplants, and uh, that's what uh, wow. helped my wife and I uh, finish our last year of undergrad and uh, turned into a full-time job and a career and a passion and, and really... For me today, it's it's a calling, and and to be a part of what Sight Life and Sight Life Surgical are today is is just an, an incredible blessing, and I, I feel really fortunate. Did you answer an ad in a newspaper? How did you uh, come to that job? <laughs> yeah, actually, my wife uh, saw an ad on the job board at the university, and uh, we were just about to get married, and we had a budget that if we uh, both made. Uh, seven bucks an hour, and each worked 20 hours a week, we could make ends meet. And she found this job that was $8 an hour, nights and weekends. And so <laughs> I responded to the ad, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. That's amazing. Did you have any interest in uh, ophthalmology before that? Any any bent at all? You know, my primary interest was to be involved in medicine in a way that, that really uh, uh, helped people. And uh, I had uh, done a lot of uh, work in the cardiovascular space, worked in a, a research facility for uh, W.L. Gore and their small diameter graft uh, facility. Uh, but, but really my, my passion was to 
um, connect myself to something in medicine that that would put me in the middle of of helping people and and changing the world. And uh, I had really before that ad no clue uh, that I would end up in ophthalmology. But uh, boy, am I am I so thankful that that uh, it, it worked out. But you, you knew you wanted to be in healthcare, but you weren't uh, headed to medical school or anything like that. Um, you know, it's a, that's a whole another long story. But yeah, I decided um, my junior year of college that I I would, uh, knowing myself, I would either be a really good physician and a, a horrible husband and father, or a really good <laughs> husband and father and a horrible physician, and that just didn't seem like a good set of alternatives. And, uh, and so I decided that I was not going to go to, uh, to medical school. And so figured I would you know, end up in a bioengineering biotech, uh, type company and, and, you know, create the impact that I could that way and, and put myself in an environment where my, uh, limited talents would, would allow me to still be a decent husband and father and also a, a contributor. That's great. Well, it's played out pretty well for you. And I'm, I'm, don't know why I'm, I'm asking so many questions about this, but it's just an interesting first job to sort of find your way into, into to, to removing corneas. Was it, um, was, it unusual, was it difficult to do the, the sort of the initial procedure, or did you take to it right away? Because I'm, I'm guessing it's not for everybody. Well, you know, uh, one of the, the things that, that makes Sight Life Surgical uh, a leader in our space is that we have excellently skilled technicians who were actually handling the donor tissue. And so um, it, it's a critical step in the process how well a technician handles the tissue uh, that the surgeon is going to use for transplant, especially today when we're pre-cutting and, and preparing tissue for challenging procedures like DMAC or DSAIC uh, procedures, endothelial keratoplasty procedures. Uh, it's really critical. And so for me, um, fortunately, I had done a lot of work with small diameter vascular graft surgery and um, had learned how to handle surgical instruments and operate in a sterile environment. And so I learned pretty quick, but the, the process of, of recovering the tissue and excising a cornea um, to provide minimal impact on the endothelial cells, especially of, of a donor cornea, it's a pretty challenging process. And so uh, it takes a lot of repetition and, and practice to, to get up to speed in that. And I was fortunate to, to start out in an environment where I had good uh, mentors and trainers and, uh, and you know, gave it my all and, and uh, uh, was, a, was a pretty good technician in my time. Excellent. Well, that's a, a great way to start. Next, I'd like to understand how you worked your way up site life, and this is going to be one of those two for questions. If you could tell those in our, our, our those of our listeners who perhaps don't exactly know what site life does, uh, what is what is a site life not site life surgical the initial site life you were with, and uh, and how did you sort of work your way up the ranks? Yeah, well, when I, I first got involved in all this, uh, we were actually the Lions Eye Bank. Uh, originally, I started out in Arizona with the Arizona Lions Eye Bank. Uh, was recruited to come and, and lead the operations uh, up in Seattle with the, uh, what at that time was known as the Lion's Eye Bank serving Washington, northern Idaho, and Alaska. So uh, some brilliant branding there. Uh, <laughs> Very descriptive. <laughs> yeah, and so um, uh, 
but uh, so so coming up here was uh, really an opportunity to to do what was best for our family. My wife and I had a couple of young kids, and uh, her parents, who were very active in uh, our kids' lives, were here, and so to be close to them was a great opportunity. And the iBank. Uh, at that time, was was in a actually a really bad situation, and so uh, I, I was a little too young to know what a turnaround was, but uh, that that was exactly <laughs> the situation. So um, we were able to take an organization that was doing about 700 corneas for transplant a year, and by applying uh, just basic business principles. Uh, we're able to grow it to where we were providing about 2,000 corneas a year from 97 wow. to 2,000. And so that that really sort of put us on the map. And uh, not too long after that is when we created the brand SightLife. That ultimately continued to grow where we were providing uh, tens of thousands of corneas. We launched our global programs uh, in 2009 and began uh, exponentially increasing access to cornea transplants uh, across the globe. Um, and then, as, as uh, you know, in 2016, uh, we took the next step in accelerating our mission to eliminate cornea blindness by 2040 in creating SightLife Surgical, uh, which is uh, a mission-driven organization that is, is focused on driving innovation in the cornea space so that that mission of eliminating cornea blindness by 2040 is is, is really doable. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into site life surgical in a moment, but I'm just curious the 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 skill set that was required to to uh, really execute on that turnaround was that something you you knew you had? Were you a a, a good manager? A good did you anticipate being a good CEO, or were these uh, was this uh, something you kind of learned on the job? It really was uh, on the job learning uh, for for me. I, I think. Um, you know, I, uh, like a lot of people, had always had an interest in leadership and um, from an early age was uh, a student of leaders. Um, I loved reading about leaders and, and observing leaders and so um, maybe had a, a, a fair uh, amount of information cataloged in my brain about leadership and, and how to go about it. But uh, in, in many cases, uh, necessity is the, the mother of invention. And um, once we came to Seattle, I, I found myself in a situation where I, I didn't have any choice but mm-hmm. to lead and, and to, um, to learn how to improve my own leadership skills, because if I didn't, the, the entire organization was, was going to fail. And how do you execute on, on that kind of growth, or, or is, it, is it a matter of reaching more donors of just managing tissue more more effectively. Uh, what was the uh, what was the secret to that success? You know, I, I think it's a it's a combination of of really uh, excellent execution of of the core aspects of of what we do. Um, so so one of the the core things that that we do is 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 serve as a, a critical ambassador for all of organ donation. And so when we're out in a hospital uh, interacting with uh, the nurses and the physicians who cared for a patient that unfortunately passed away and now has become a donor, we are, we're there representing all of donation. And, and by shoring up the excellence of our, our operations and proving ourselves as a worthy partner in the entire donation arena, um, that execution allowed us to, to grow via partnerships. And, and one of the core partnerships uh, initially uh, was with the, the regional 
organ bank and tissue bank organizations. Uh, today, uh, Life Center Northwest and uh, LifeNet Health are those two organizations in the Seattle area, but <clears throat> we actually have partners with those type organizations all across the country now. But it, it took that, you know, really being good, uh, excellent, uh, best in class at what we did, um, uh, at, that uh, enabled us to create those partnerships that exponentially uh, fueled our growth. Let's take a quick break from this conversation to tell you a bit more about the OIS at ASCRS Masterclass. Again, it's happening at the same hotel as OIS at ASCRS. It's the Renaissance Washington. The program starts at 8.30. Check-in starts at 8. We'll have great presentations. You should go to ois.net to check out the, uh, the list of presenters. But I think the most compelling part looks like the open Q&A, which uh, happens later in the day. They'll have several members of the FDA up there on a panel to uh, talk to attendees and to answer their questions. So you should be there. Go to ois.net to register. Now let's get back into this conversation with Monty Montoya. Well, well, now let's get into uh, Sight Life Surgical. As you mentioned, two years ago, uh, Sight Life uh, sort of uh, took a, a new turn, at least for you. Tell us how that uh, that all t- came together. What is Sight Life Surgical doing, and uh, how did it come to be? Yeah, so so Sight Life Surgical really is uh, all about that mission to eliminate corneal blindness via innovation in the cornea space and 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 we believe that by becoming the cornea company we can create the momentum necessary to to serve that mission of eliminating cornea blindness and what happened is back in in about 2014 uh we we site life at the time uh, we're doing some some work on on our mission and and uh, basically took a step back and said, well, you know, our mission is to eliminate cornea blindness by 2040. How are we doing? You know, what's what's uh, the, an outside organization going to say about you know how we're actually performing? And and mind you, we we were the number one eye bank by a long shot, and we'd gotten awards for all kinds of things, and so we were we were pretty proud of, of what we were doing, and the. Uh, the, the analysis came back that we were on a 250-year pace to eliminate corneal blindness, and uh, that was that was quite a devastating reality. And it forced uh, myself, our leadership team, and the board of directors to take a step back and say, "Okay, if we're going to be serious about this mission, what change do we have to accept? What?" What next step do we need to take to get ourselves actually on a, a 25-year pace to accomplish this mission of eliminating corneal blindness? And ultimately, what we realized is that there there wasn't a global health issue that had ever been solved in a purely not-for-profit environment. And that if we were going to be serious about the mission, we actually had to create a market, a cornea focused market that would drive the type of innovation and, and accelerate our ability to accomplish that mission. So that's, that's really what was the genesis of Sight Life Surgical. Um, and then there was all the, the mechanics of, of going through uh, the process of actually seeing if there were investors that would actually uh, fund that kind of an idea. That a, an organization spinning out of a nonprofit is not something that the venture capital world grabs onto every day. And, and fortunately, <clears throat> we were able to have some of the best of the best in the ophthalmology world 
uh, understand our idea and, and, and get behind it 110%. And so ultimately, Bill Link and Dick Lindstrom and Andy Corley and the Flying L Partners uh, funded our Series A round at a $10 million round, and and uh, we were off and running with Sight Life Surgical. That's a that's a great uh, a great set of uh, first investors uh, or any investors. Um, what by, by creating a, a market? How, how does Sight Life Surgical create the market? Yeah, that's a that's a, a really critical step in in what we're doing because if you look at the cornea space today. Um, it's it's very fragmented, and it's it's relatively small. And so those two things together completely restrict the amount of innovation and, and progress that is ultimately available to cornea-blind patients here in the U.S. and around the world. And, and so what we need to do is, via our mission-driven process, identify products that can serve patients serve surgeons, and provide a fantastic return to investors. And, and, and the, the reality is there's an amazing host of opportunities uh, in this space. I'll, I'll give you a one small example. Uh, Fuchs dystrophy. Uh, there are millions of people in the U.S. alone that are, are affected with this disease. Um, our research indicates that less than 2% of those people are actually receiving any form of of meaningful treatment for this disease. And so right there is, is a fantastic market uh, to, to, one, create patient benefit, but also, you know, investors will see the opportunity that, that this could actually provide real return. And so, you know, we <clears throat> realistically should be doing hundreds of thousands of procedures a year to treat patients with Fuchs dystrophy alone. And right now, there are about 28,000 endothelial transplants, some of which go to treat patients with fuchs dystrophy. So we're treating tens of thousands when we should be treating hundreds of thousands. And so that's the kind of thing we need to do product by product to, to really create a space. And the, the, the company that, that we kind of look to that has, has done this well is Glaucos. Uh, they, they've created a market space around MIGS and, and for glaucoma that didn't exist. And, and, and now you've, you've got uh, a clear strategic leader in that space, Glaucos. You've got some of the other strategic companies that are investing and innovating in that space. And the, the end beneficiaries are the glaucoma patients and the, and the surgeons that care for them. And so that's the kind of, of thing that we need to do in the, in the cornea space. So what did the uh, business plan look like that you presented to, to Flying L? Did it uh, involve acquisitions of products uh, or, or some other path to, uh, to creating this market? Yes, uh, yes, it did. It, it did include a, a, the acquisition of products, the development of products, and, and really becoming the cornea company. And so building on the, the solid base that we have, in being the market leader and providing corneas for transplant and, and the incredible relationships that we have with our base of customers using um, that foundation as a platform to, to build a company that could scale into hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue a year and, and really have a, a fantastic pipeline to introduce new and meaningful products into. And so 
that uh, that overall vision of of using um, our core base and, and you know today um, site life surgical is is a company that that's on a about a 50 million dollar run rate and so here we are you know a year uh, not even a year and a half into our existence and we already have this found fantastic revenue base kind of uncommon for a, a startup company you take that revenue base and then begin to add new and exciting products like camera onto it and 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 you begin to see the pathway where uh, a cornea focused company can really grow and and provide some uh, exciting opportunities for for equity growth for the investors where does the uh, 50 million dollars come from from the sale of uh, of what through the the corneal yeah so uh you know our our some of our core products obviously are corneal tissue um, that we provide for for transplant, the processing of corneal tissue for endothelial keratoplasty procedures, and also femtosecond laser-assisted cornea transplant procedures. Uh, we have uh, several products now around cornea transplantation: uh, endoserter, uh, DMEC cannula, uh, donor and recipient tree find products. And we're looking to add even even more products. Uh, some of which I mean, I'll be excited to announce. Uh, at my uh, presentation at OIS in a couple of weeks oh, here, great. and uh, and so <clears throat> we want to uh, to continue to add more products. So that revenue base comes from from all of of the products that we have, and we'll continue to bolt new things on to that to to accelerate the the revenue growth that we have. That's exciting. Well, let's talk about the the news of the of the hour, which is the acquisition of the camera inlay from AccuFocus. How did uh, how did that deal come together? Well, uh, you know, it, it it has been something that has been on uh, Sci-Life Surgical's radar for a while, and and mine as well. That the cornea inlay space is is something that uh, that I've been following and watching, and 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 really have for a long time believed that that this is an exciting area of opportunity and and development and so um that was kind of the beginning and as we were watching the the various players in the field uh, obviously RVO and AccuFocus and Prespia um we uh, began to to focus in on the camera product as as an opportunity for us that uh, we could add to what we're doing and I'd also have a, a potentially willing seller, as we saw what was happening with the ICA IC8 product that AccuFocus has developed, and the excitement um, that, that's building around that product. And so, uh, you know, a series of conversations uh, with uh, folks at, at AccuFocus, and then ultimately having the the benefit of of uh, board members uh, uh who are both AccuFocus board members and Site Life Surgical board members to help us really optimize the the transaction. So what opportunities do you see with camera? Well, you know, first and foremost, uh you know, you look at the data and, and by 2020 there will be an estimated 2.1 billion presbyopes worldwide. And it seems to me that there should be a cornea-related product or products in the cornea inlay space that, that are addressing that need and that opportunity. And, and so for us, um, you know, we want to be a part of that. And, and uh, you know, it seems to me that, that cornea shouldn't surrender, uh, you know, presbyopic solutions to cataract or, or, or other areas, that, that this is an area – just by nature of the, the part of the eye that we are, 
that that we should be a part of that. And so that that opportunity uh, has is has been you know really high on the radar. The other thing was the fit for us, and so the cornea inlay marketplace is is still very young. I mean, you look at you know AccuFocus got FDA approval for camera in April of 2014, and so. Um, we know that there's a marketplace for camera, but what we've also learned is that the cornea inlay marketplace is, is going to develop much slower than, than people initially anticipated. And uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done as we're onboarding new surgeons and, and helping them optimize the procedure, helping them understand how this product works in their practice. And, and so this isn't uh, a product that you just start shipping it out, uh, you know, to people and, and let them figure it out. The, the amount of, of care and training that goes in to each new additional customer is very significant. And, and that's a perfect fit for, for Sight Life Surgical because of our focus around education in the cornea transplant arena previously um, just fits very nicely with the level of education and that's needed to properly onboard new customers for the camera product. Why do you think the adoption has been slower than anticipated? I, I think one, this is a this is an entirely new space, and if if you look at the 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 typical um, product adoption cycle that you would have, <clears throat> we we haven't even made it to the early adopter. Uh, part of that cycle. We're still in the innovator phase uh, with the cornea inlay. Uh, I, I think there were some missteps um, in the early stages of both uh, the raindrop product and the uh, camera product where uh, maybe we got a little bit too excited and didn't appropriately train um, surgeons. Uh, that created a little bit of bad press. Um, and and some headwinds for those products to grow. So I think that's part of it. Um, I, I think also it, just the reality of, of the amount of, of education and, and training and onboarding that's needed for each new surgeon, it doesn't lend itself to exponential growth overnight. Um, there's just a lot of of care and, and training that needs to happen so that the patients are getting optimal results and, and the physicians are seeing the benefit of the camera product to, to their practice. And, and again, having the revenue base that we have, uh, we have a longer runway to, to realize the full potential of the camera product and potentially other cornea inlay products down the road. And you mentioned earlier on uh, revision, uh, which uh, closes doors in early February. Uh, is there an opportunity there to uh, add another inlay to your uh, to your inventory, or does that not make sense for Sight Life? You know, <clears throat> definitely uh, an opportunity that that uh, could be considered. I think for us, uh, we want to stay focused on on the vital few, and and don't want to overwhelm ourselves by doing too many things at once. <laughs> and, sure. and so we want to make sure that we onboard the camera product and, and have it fully integrated and performing at its, its highest level uh, before we, we look at any other products like that. But, but I will say, um, you know, there's a lot of great work that, that went into the Raindrop product, and, and there's a lot of loyal doctors out there um, that, that speak highly of it. And so uh, that's not beyond the, the realm of possibility uh, down the road. 
Well, final question. Uh, where do we see, or where do you see, if it's a more important perspective, where do you see site life in, uh, in five years or so? Well, in, uh, in five years, <clears throat> uh, site life surgical will more than likely be a publicly traded company. Uh, we will uh, be under a new brand that I'll be excited to announce at OIS uh, in Washington, D.C. And so we'll have a, a new name. Um, and <clears throat> by that time, we will have delivered um, several very significant innovations in the cornea space, one of which will be the injectable endothelial cell therapy that we're working with uh, Shiguro Kinoshita and his team from Kyoto, Japan. Uh, five years from now, that product should be uh, on the market and, and available to docs. Uh, as well as, as several other exciting things that, that we have in the pipeline. And so, um, you know, I would expect us to, to, to sort of be a little bit like, uh, as I mentioned earlier, like Glaucos in its early days where we're, we're, we're seeing the, the benefits of having uh, the cash infusion from uh, an IPO uh, transaction and, and the opportunity to even further accelerate uh, the growth and, and the impact of, of, of this mission-driven company. That's exciting. Do, do you think you can be a good uh, a good CEO and a good husband and good father? I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have uh, I have in my wife Tiffany the uh, you know probably one of the most fantastic human beings I could ever partner with to do that, and uh, and and one of the most amazing accountability partners in that. Uh, we, uh, we all three of our kids are actually uh, 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 either out of college. Our youngest is in college. And so the uh, amount of demands on my time for them is a little different than it's been less. in the past. And so the timing is, is nice uh, for us in that. And then I would just say I have an amazing host of mentors and examples of, of fantastic leaders to, to follow along with, whether it's uh, you know, Bill Link or Dick Lindstrom or, or even some of the, the great people in the industry. You know, I, I think of folks that have just been – Friends and and mentors, Tom Frenzy is a good one that I've called many times over the years, uh, just to, to get input on stuff. And uh, that's one of the wonderful things about ophthalmology, is the camaraderie that exists um, in the space and and the ability to access information and input and and even support from from a lot of different places. So I, I feel like I'm in a in a place where I have a high likelihood of, of being successful and, and really contributing to our mission to eliminate corneal blindness by 2040. Well said. It's a, it's a great community, and, uh, and you're a great addition with uh, Sight Life Surgical, soon to be identified as something else. We look forward to uh, all this news coming up at OIS at ASCRS. Thank you very much, Tom. Take care. We'll wrap that up right there. Amani Montoya of Sight Life Surgical, thanks for joining us on the OIS podcast. We look forward to your news at OIS at ASCRS. It's going to be a great day. Don't forget to register for the event and the masterclass at OIS.net. And also, please, OIS podcast listeners, give us a ranking on iTunes. Tell your friends about the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. And feel free to reach out to me. I am on Twitter at MedTechTom. You can reach us at OIS Tweets. And you can email me directly, tom at healthag.com. That is the word health, followed by letters egy.com. Healthag is the producer of the OIS podcast and the OIS events. Let's wrap it up right there. Don't forget, join us in Washington, D.C. on April 12th.